0: Hi, I'm Aaron.
1: And I'm Jay.
2: And I'm Bruce. And you're listening to episode 70 of the Salty Mother Clutchers podcast. My name is Bruce. I ride a 2007 Sportster 1200 XLC, and I've officially been riding for about two years, not counting my childhood.
0: Oh, I appreciate that so much.
2: Not counting childhood. Because
0: most people go, I've been riding for 36 years because I've been riding since I was two. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't ride from like seven till you were 32. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean, but I felt the I felt the bug. I felt the call for uh, decades, but it's it was always it was oh, it's too expensive. Oh, I can't afford it. Uh, where am I gonna park it? Uh, oh, I met, met, maybe maybe some other day. Yeah, and then the years just fall away. Yeah.
1: So explain that a bit. What do you mean, like, by you got the call? Like, what was it about?
2: Well, it it, it it's like it's. It's like when you have a memory or an experience that you always want to get back to, but it's always like, eh, I can't afford to do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're always talking yourself down or you keep doubting yourself. And then a couple of years ago, due to events in society and work and relationships and just mental con- mental health, uh, it's just like, you know what? Just go buy the damn bike. Just go. <laughs> Just do it.
0: And so... Stop waiting. Is that the bike that you started on two years ago? Yes. You've done a lot of shit to that bike, eh?
2: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, I, I look at pictures of your bike and I'm like, uh, what's stock here? The frame.
2: <laughs> e- everything was stock when I bought it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... um. The first thing I did to it was buy some funky uh, rabbit ear handlebars, which put your hands positions really close, which looks cool going down the road, but it is not cool on tight turns.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. I can picture the bike. Yeah, um, that seems like that would be really awkward.
2: <laughs> well, it's like when you're going just going down the road, it's it's. It feels fine. It feels natural. Your hands are in front of you. So, and when you really get on the, uh, you know, you know, uh, maybe go a little bit above the speed limit, you know, it feels like you're barely holding on. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, it uh, it's exciting. <laughs>
1: So it's more like a a no seatbelt sort of uh, thrill (laughs) then.
2: Yeah, it's like removing
1: removing some safety features.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the six the extra six inches that I put on the front ports to give it a more upward tilt on the front end, and um, I kept the tenet. I didn't keep the ten inch shocks on the rear, but I have ten inch shocks now again on the rear. So the front end is much taller than the rear. So um, it it puts you in a leaning back, relaxed position. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice. So here's
1: a dorky Sportster question. Okay. Um, So I also have the Sportster Custom. So usually they come, I'm not sure if the 2007 did or not, but it comes with like a riser that's already like six inches or something like that. Yeah. Um, Did you remove that? Or you keep yeah, that?
2: because this, yeah, the, I, I okay. got rid of it because the speedometer, it, it was the riser speedometer combo. Yeah, yeah, explain and this.
0: Is, is that what yours was too? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: To me, I, I just, I didn't like it. I was like, eh. I, don't, I saw some, someone post <laughs> a picture where they relocated the speedometer to the side mm-hmm. of, essentially to the side of the gas tank. And I'm like, cool it's there for legal reasons yeah but i'm not really watching it anyway yeah
1: right okay so. Cool. also i hated mine like i hated that combo So what I ended up doing is just, I just flipped it upside down. (laughs) So, so like everything on it's upside down. Right means left, left means right. (laughs) But but, but it looks way better, man. (laughs) So I was just curious what other folks do because like, yeah, leaving it as was, was was not, not an option.
2: Yeah. Another thing I had to get used to when getting on uh, learning to ride as an adult is, there's no, there's, uh, on my model, there, there's no gas needle. And mm-hmm. hmm, that was, that was, uh, something I had to learn is how many miles did I go? Uh, Ooh, yeah. I wanted to fill up that tank.
0: Basically it's a sporty though. So every time you see a gas station, you should fill up the tank.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've got it down to, I can go close to 200 miles, um, uh, before, it um starts sputtering oh, but shit. also because my mine's an 07 with an uh, electric fuel injection mm-hmm. uh I, I still have the stock plate in the the stuff of the speedometer it has a little gas light that comes on when i'm down to half like half a gallon right okay. so that gives me some warning yeah yeah that's not bad like seems, I think
0: that seems like pretty high. That, that's
1: pretty good. I mean, it's fuel injected. Mine's carbureted, so I I get about one hundred and twenty
2: miles, and that's pretty much on. I'm dry after that. <laughs> but um, also, uh, I've done the stage one to it, and I have put um, the two into one pipes on it, so mm-hmm. it probably doesn't get the best gas mileage, but I definitely get the bang for my buck.
1: I think I think it's pretty good gas mileage. Yeah, it's it sounds comparable to what Aaron gets on the. Shadow? Shadow. I was like, what the fuck's your bike The dad again? bike. <laughs> <laughs> the red one.
2: That, uh, I want to, I definitely want to get a Honda CB750, you know, that Honda with like the four exhaust pipes coming out. I, I want, that's what yeah, I want yeah. my second bike to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like a, one of the, do they have a new one of that? Uh, or are you talking about a vintage one?
2: I would like to get an older one. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, probably cheaper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. they also made those in like a 900 too, I think.
2: Think. Well, uh, th- there's this uh, there's this uh, YouTubers down in near L.A. called uh, Unaffiliated. And it's a bunch of young guys. And a lot of them have – well, they used to have a lot of Hondas. They were like Hondas 750s. And, man, they look really cool. And I'd like to do that someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a good time. Um, the first long <laughs> ride I did was about um, – Two months after I picked my bike up from the shop, which was about a month after I certified, mm-hmm. I took a ride down to San Jose from Portland, and that was a fun time.
1: And we, we should say, I don't think we have said on here, but you're in Portland, right?
2: I live in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. It rains all the damn time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are, are you, you're not riding this time of year then, right?
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You are? I have never... Yeah, I picked it up Friday, and I rode Friday, and it was pouring down rain. Oh, shit. And then Saturday, it was raining again, and I rode then, too.
0: What's the temperature like?
2: Uh, I haven't checked today, but I would say it's probably in the mid-40s right now. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, yeah, and with the wind chill, it feels like it's in the 30s.
1: Okay. Oh, it's still, it's, it's no different from us, I guess, riding this time of year if we we're riding we still have a shit ton of snow so it's not really <laughs> not really oh, happening yeah. for us this time but like uh, this time last yeah. year we were we were out
0: i think the last two years we were out some point like in march but it was just like sometimes in march you have these like random days that are like weirdly warm and we're not going mm-hmm. really anywhere we're just like really taking it for a spin and like seeing how the bikes are riding seeing what we got to do to them but Right now, right. it hasn't happened for us yet this year, and there's like kind of a lot of snow now, more than we had in March. So, yeah,
2: one of the constant struggles, I and mean, we get sunny days like last summer, we had kind of a drought, so we had a lot of sunny days last summer, and it was really cool. Uh, but one of the constant struggles I have is waterproofing my my goggles well, not my goggles, but my glasses. Or or putting anti finding a, a good anti fog product. Mm.
0: Yeah, I don't think it exists.
2: <sighs> yeah, it's like I got some good anti fog, and that it took care of the fog on my that bubble shield yeah. on my helmet. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then it started getting condensation, so it's like. Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I'm in. I'm in the exact same boat. Like I have. I end up with like water of some sort on the inside and outside <laughs> of my glasses. Then on the inside and outside of the visor, and it's like you know you never know where the fuck it's at, and you wipe everything. And then <laughs> and then like I have a windshield on mine half the time when it's especially when we're doing shit riding. Yeah. Um. So it's like there's water on the windshield, water on everything. You can't see anything.
2: And like the like uh Friday um the other day when I was riding. I had an open face helmet because it's raining. I don't give a shit. It's cool. I just have my, because I haven't been on my bike since October after my wreck. And I just wanted to get on it. I don't care if it's raining. Fuck, let's go. And I would come to a stoplight and my glasses, my, my safety glasses, the, they would like get condensation and crap in it. I'm like, fuck. But then like two blocks down the road, it clears up. So I'm like, okay, fine. Huh. What
1: happened in October?
0: Like, do we got to talk about October?
2: Uh, it is the stereotypical someone turned left in front of me. Oh, fuck. Oh my God. Brutal. Thankfully, it happened in town and no bones were broken and yeah. I wasn't bleeding. So I have, uh, and because this is the American healthcare system and I'm not rich. Uh, so I had to walk it off.
0: Wow. Oh, shit. Jesus.
2: It sucks. It, it sucked for like four or five weeks. I was walking with a limp because it, it, it messed up my right ankle. It messed up my right knee and it messed up my right hip. And I'm, I'm going to be 42 this year. I don't bounce back. I don't
0: <laughs> amen to this, yeah.
2: <laughs> to this day, when I'm trying to put my boots on, if I turn my leg just the right angle, I get a shot of pain right there on my hip and it's not the best way to wake up
1: yeah yeah i have a knee that keeps giving out so i'm constantly worried about stopping at a stop sign and my you know support just not being there when i put a foot down Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. so Mm
0: -hmm. you you had to get the bike fixed up i take it
2: yeah thankfully the insurance companies funny enough ironically the insurance companies aren't very good at communicating with each other they were both communicating to me like I didn't have insurance. I'm like, this is my insurance information. You talk to them. I'm, I'm the customer. <laughs> Just talk to the other insurance people. But thankfully, it, uh, they found the other driver at fault. And the shop that I take my bike to, they said, it's going to be... Close to six grand to get it all fixed, oh, and shit. my bike isn't worth six grand. Right. My I bought my bike Blue Book for five grand, and the insurance was going to cover thirty five hundred, and that was the that was the negotiation because otherwise they said, well, if it takes six grand to repair, let's just total it, but we'll only <laughs> cut them a check for thirty five hundred, and the guys at the shop. They found some workarounds. They're like, okay, let's just let's just break it down to what essentially needs to be replaced, like the tire, mm-hmm. the forks, the triple trees, the handlebars, mm-hmm. other bits and pieces. And the insurance says, okay, yeah, we'll do that. So they did. And then as the months went by, they were like, hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> your bike's at twenty five thousand miles. You know, now would be a good time. It's already in the shop. It's not the writings. It's wintertime. Uh, your bike could use some uh, new heads and new rods. And if you're going to go ahead and do rods, you should get adjustable push rods. Because in the future, adjustable push rods are better and will save you money in the long run. And if you're already doing that, remember that time you talked about getting a new cam? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. How much is that going to run? They're like two grand. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well okay so it's like months in months i've just been little by little okay i i don't have the paperwork in front of me but the total cost of getting this bike back on the road was over six grand uh, hey. uh.
0: <laughs>
2: half of that was unnecessary expenses
1: Right, <laughs> half of that was just
0: treats and treasures. <laughs>
1: but I mean, if you're gonna bounce back from from an accident, then like that's the way to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, come,
1: come back stronger, right?
2: Yeah, and it ru- it runs strong too. It's it's got uh, it's nice. It's really nice.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna ask what the what the riding scene is like there. Do you ride with any people, or are you just more of a solo rider, or what?
0: It's a big. Size. I started out.
2: <laughs> I started out as a solo writer, and then through Instagram, I found this group called Queers on Gears. Heard, and heard of them? Yeah. 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 And um, I've seen a couple of their posts. I'm like, you know what? That's the kind of people I want to kind of check out because stereotypically motorcycle groups or riders they're like they're all hard they're like you know real man or a tough woman the very head very heteronormative um (laughs) mindset right and it's like i'm not heteronormative and if you get in that group then there's nine times out of ten you're gonna find someone who's gonna be using a homophobic slur like it's still funny like it's Mm -hmm. the 90s yeah it's like dude it's not no, that, god damn it, a cringe.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, cringe. Um, so I found this group, and uh, uh, I can't remember. I don't want to shout out their names. Um, I mean, I can look up their names real quick, but it, it's a bunch of group. There's um, at least one or two trans persons, and there's been a couple of young uh, queer people in there just starting out their writing, kind of their writing life. And I feel like this is a really cool group. Because we're not the big macho tough guys. We're, we're cosplaying outlaws. <laughs> you know?
1: You said it, not me.
2: <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I I it's just people that just wanna they just wanna feel tough. Yeah. And I get that. I get it. But it's not about feeling tough. It's about you're on a fucking bike to have a good time. Who are you trying to impress? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And Um, why? You have to question that. Why are you trying to impress anybody? You're on a two-wheeled death machine. (laughs) Like, someone will turn left in front of you, and you could just die. So really, who are you trying to impress?
0: I mean, I feel like that's the question that we've asked the whole time that we've been riding, too. It's just like, what? Like, you're kind of on a quest to just, like, find some cool riders that are just, like, you know, they just are cool, or they're dorks, like, whatever. They're not out there trying to be macho and like show off and just well, a bunch of bullshit. It's a, you you can't
1: take it too seriously, you know? Right. Like, like it's exactly. just, it's, it's, yeah. it's fucking fun. It's fun. Like that's it. I
2: think one of the earliest experiences that I try to relate to um friends and family that don't ride or don't ride anymore back when I learned how to ride dirt bikes as a kid. And then later into my teens and late teens, I used to have, uh, um, what are the name of those dreams where you have control of your dreams? Lucid? Um, yeah, those things. And, <laughs> you know, I used to be able to fly. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's like a subconscious Superman shit thing. But <laughs> it's like that was... But being on the bike is the closest thing to find. And I think that's the point. We just want to feel that release. We want to feel that inertia We want to feel that wind and Mm. ego has nothing to do with any of that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We could put that, that whole statement could go on a t-shirt.
2: Some people have egos and I I don't get it. I look in the mirror every day. I'm like, I ain't got no fucking ego. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I grew a handlebar mustache as a joke. And then it's like, Hey, actually I kind of like it. Cool. Not cool in the sense anyone will be impressed, but cool because it, it kind of makes me smile. So, you know, every little bit helps.
0: Uh, I'm swinging back around to Queers on Gears for one second here. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's yeah. how we connected online.
2: and Kind of. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of, I don't know exactly how I first started seeing Salty on Instagram, but it's at to some point, I was kind of also looking for motorcycle podcasts, and I found a few, and I tried them out, and I, I wasn't really vibing with them. Eventually, i I don't know how, I don't know which was first, Instagram or Spotify, told me about Salty, and I checked it out. I'm like, mm. yeah, I could, <laughs> yeah, I could relate to these, these. These fun people who, <laughs> who yeah, it's, who it's also nice.
0: call out the egos of all the other writers <laughs> <Yes>. out there.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, I'm always, it's like, a, yeah, I, I really, i I have to admit, every time I hear when one of you says, you know what fucking sucks, I kind of wait for a second. It's like, what fucking sucks today? <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's always something. So, but,
2: uh, yeah, yeah uh, Queers on Gears, it's um, a cool kind of queer riding group. It's a small group here in Portland. Yeah, I was going to It is. And it's just that because of the weather up here, it, it's the only good time to ride is late spring, summer, and fall, and like sometime in fall. And then after that, we kind of go in hibernation. Like we try to use this app called Slack to keep in touch yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want sh- to, you know, shit talk or anything, but we all kind of been silent. And I think that's because we kind of all been doing our other things like friends and family and life. And I don't know. I think this year though, it's going to be better. We're going to, I, I think I'm going to poke the bear at, so to speak. And I might be the only bear there, but <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some poking like, Hey, 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 let's go get coffee in yeah. three towns over. Yeah. Let's go. Like, let's yeah. not go across town. Let's go into another zip code. Let's yeah. go across state line. Let's go. Like <laughs> what let's would do be it.
0: what would be the closest other queers on gears group
2: to you? That I know of yeah, in LA. Would, I
0: was like, would they be in California? Yeah. Oh shit.
2: But the founder of L.A. has come up here a couple of times, I believe.
0: I honestly, I won't lie. Like, I don't know what the distance is there for that, but
2: Uh, it's um, okay. There's an event going on later this year that's unrelated. It's in San Diego. And and I looked at the map last night to check it out. And it's a 15 hour, 16 hour ride from Portland down to San Diego. And so if they're in L.A., which is even further south, I think, Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about if you just straight shot stayed on the road the entire time, it would literally take all day. Yeah. With my ride to San Jose, before I did it, I asked a lot of questions because it was my first long distance ride. Like just the San Jose, which is only like 660 miles away from Portland. I did. It's a 12 hour ride, but I split it up into like six hour, you know, slots. Like I would Mm -hmm. break it up. So to ride from here to LA, I can't imagine how many days that, I would say it would take just under a week for me.
1: And would you be like sticking to like coastal roads or are you thinking like interstate?
2: If it was me and if I actually did it, I would probably do a mix of the two. One for a little bit of efficiency, but also, I would want to mix in some touristy shit, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you, got, you got to take pictures. And, and sometimes you get a moment to pass something that you may not ever see again. Like uh, last year, when I went to go see my brother in San Jose, I went down on the 5, which is just a basic no-nonsense highway. But in Northern California, it is pretty nice. Because it's both, it's the, it was, this was in October, and going through Oregon in October was a bitch. It was cold, it was drizzly, it was windy, it mm-hmm. was a bitch. But you get into Northern California, it's like suddenly the clock went back to spring, and it was warm and partly cloudy, and there was tall spruce trees, so it just felt, it just smelled good, it felt good. Oh, it was amazing. I came back on the 101 for a little bit just to say I crossed the Golden Gate Bridge. That was cool. Nice. Yeah. That's a big bridge. (laughs) 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 Um, One of my greatest, my longest memories I've had was when I was uh, back in the 90s when my family took a road trip to California in a car. And one of the things I always wanted to come back to was the Painted Desert I want to say it's in New Mexico, and it's wild to see a desert that has multiple shades of color in it. It's, it's really cool. Now, granted, um, I have no, I've got an uncle and some cousins that live in Arizona, and Arizona, geographically, it's a beautiful state, like the southern part. It's like all desert. But on the northern part, there's mountains and forests. So geographically, Arizona is really cool. Hmm. Uh, People wise, I'm not sure if I would really get along with so much (laughs) Um, uh, for reasons I think that are obvious. Uh, Big mega crowd there. Can't can't say I'd really feel uh, real cool there. (laughs) Wow.
1: No. I'm always amazed like how that varies state to state. Like. We we only have what ten provinces here, oh, is that true? Uh,
0: and territories and territories.
1: Um, so like, there's not a whole lot of variance between them. And from what I hear in the states, like it could be two adjacent states like really close together that just like the people do not jive.
2: Yeah, that's Oklahoma and Texas in a way. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma and Texas, they got a big, big rivalry. Do you know what it's based on? What? football oh fuck off how how stupid is that right their big big rivalry is football which you know in the long run that's kind of a health that's fine that's healthy it's a sport that that's 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 competition that's good but no both sides like talk talk shit about each other all the time (laughs) but it's like oh oklahoma's best or you know osu or Texas, like oh Texas Tech, oh we're best, and it's just like, <laughs> dude, it's a fucking sport. It's a sport.
1: It's like when we talked about motorcyclists taking shit too seriously. Like, yeah, it, you can't take anything seriously.
2: And in, in many areas of the South, I will tell you right now, football or baseball, to a lesser degree, is like a religion to them down there. Like in many towns, like the the center of their culture is football or (laughs) to a lesser degree baseball. No, but it really is. It really is. It's like, if you don't support your home team, it's like, why the fuck are you even here? It's like, it's like weird. It's weird.
1: So whenever we travel to the States, I'm worried about things like guns and getting hate crimed. But now I have to worry about people like bringing up sports with me.
2: <laughs> it's almost like a gang thing. It's like, oh, you, you're wearing the wrong colors. It's like <laughs> if you go into yeah. a state wearing the wrong sports jersey, like you'll get dirty looks.
1: That's what I mean. Like I'm just dumb Canadian just walking in here like, you know, everyone's so friendly and be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not wearing the right color in the right state or like you don't stop on this highway. Right. Like, <laughs> Unless you are doing blah, 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 blah. Like, I just don't know that shit, man.
0: Portland's got, um, you got the one moto show there.
2: Yeah. It's coming up next yeah. month. Yeah.
0: I'm getting the emails yeah. for it. Do you go?
2: Yeah. I went last year. It was my first time and it blew my mind. No it way. literally blew my, it was my first motorcycle show to go to they had like over a hundred distinct bikes there. Cool. Like over a hundred different types, sport bikes, tracker bikes, uh, choppers, hogs, everything you can imagine. It was there. And they also had bands playing there. Oh, it was a good time. And they had stunt shows and they had like this other stunt group. It's like called the Koch I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's like this like old-timey kind of British-type um, uh, Canadian, I don't know, kind of stunt group where they, like... You know how back in the day they used to do, like, a pyramid stand on snow skis? Or not snow skis, like water, water skis? skis? Yeah. 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 They do that on motorcycles. What? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. They're, they're, they're stacked three high... On four bikes. Whoa!
1: And you're saying these are our people, Canadians?
2: I don't know if they're Canadian. They're called the Coal Shacks, so I don't know where they come from. (laughs) But they all wear the they all wear matching uniforms, and it's men and women, and probably everything in between. I don't know, but they were like do do like coordinated, choreographed uh, bikes, where like they were like ride in a straight line, but like weave in and out of each other. And like, they'll have like people standing on their heads on the rider's shoulders. (laughs) It is so cool.
0: But what kind of bikes are they on?
2: Like old Harley's. Okay. Like old, like old, like old bikes, like from the fifties or something. So it's like just a slow stunt show, and it's just like that's cool. (laughs) That's really cool.
1: And the one motor show. Yeah, that's, that's put on by, is that the CC guys that do that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The CC guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just a fun time. It's like they, they will take people off the street and if your bike is cool enough, they will let you have your bike in the one show. You don't have to be like a famous person or from a famous shop or anything like that. Like if you, Sign up to have your bike in. Then they'll review what you're going to put into the thing. And if it's cool, they'll put it in. And you could just be some dude building in his garage. And you can have your bike in the show. It's really cool. That's rad.
0: Yeah, our friend Paterka's bike was in a few years ago. And from what I understand, she was approached to put this bike in.
1: Yeah, Winston's special.
0: This is a very weird, weird looking bike. but.
1: Anyway, to be honest, if I saw Winston, like her bike, Winston on the road, I don't even know if I'd want to approach whoever was riding that bike.
0: (laughs) I feel like, I feel like brown and like brown leather is like your style. You're into that. Yeah. You're really into the brown leather.
2: Yeah. Because I come from Oklahoma and you know, there's a big kind of a cowboy mentality in Oklahoma and, um, I never owned, I never had a horse. I rode a horse one time in elementary school. I think it was like fifth grade or something. And because a friend of mine, his family had horses and it was like a show and tell thing. So they were like, hey, let's let all the kids get on a horse. (laughs) And ever since then, it's like, I don't know, maybe that just tied into my fascination of being on something That was wild. And this could hurt you, but it could be a lot of fun too.
0: (laughs) And you were like, when I grow up, I'm going to get a horse, but it's going to be made of metal and I'm going to dress it in brown.
2: Like a horse. Like a horse. That's kind of what it's turned into. I mean, mean, uh, uh, not just above that photo of the bike with a horse saddle on it, you will see the photo of my... uh, Leather chaps that I got.
0: Oh, I know about um, these.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, I love these chaps. The funny <laughs> thing is, before I got chaps, like, ah, I won't be like the corny, regular biker with chaps. Oh, I'm a biker. I got chaps. But <laughs> I saw these chaps and they've got leather tassels. I was like,
0: aren't they like full fringe?
2: Yeah. Oh, and they're, and yeah. they're
0: brown suede with like a full fringe.
2: That That's
1: that's got some Dennis Hopper vibes.
0: Yeah, it, yeah it,
2: sure. it is. It it is old. It is old cowhide. Okay, <laughs> literal cowhide. <laughs> and um, man, they're nice. I, I I I saw them on like eBay for like seventy five bucks, and I'm like, I gotta get these. Shit, <gasps> that's cheap. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Holy shit. There's this local queer-owned coffee shop called uh, Hinterland. Yeah. And um they did a year they do a yearly calendar thing, right? And Hinterland um it's just a really cool spot and uh I they they were calling out for models to do their uh, calendar thing for this year. They called out la- late last year to do the calendar this year and I'm like, oh shit, I can't be in that calendar, but I thought, yo, I can put in this uh, my chaps into it, and they did it. Uh, and I gotta say, the model they chose to put these chaps on is so much. I mean, she rocked these chaps; she really did. <laughs> anyway, but no, yeah, leather chaps and the cowboy theme—I love it because you know, it, I, I I I don't want to use basic terms like "oh, it's about freedom and wild and free." <laughs> but But come on now
1: it's about wild and free
2: growing up where i did in oklahoma i grew up in a southern baptist family and it was in retrospect it was a repressed upbringing but it's like my mom my mom is a saint i love my mom so much i really do and i was scared as hell to tell her i'm into dudes and into chicks yeah uh and that was something I didn't discover until my late no- I didn't accept, I didn't admit, because quite frankly, there was a lot of, there was a lot of signs throughout my life that I wasn't just a heteronormative dude. It's like in that Baptist upbringing, it was like, I lived a lot of my life, like hating myself. And I had a lot of, um, not not stress, but I'm always like unsatisfied for so many years, and I never understood why. And it was because it was like a subconscious repression. It was basically an emotional um, constipation. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, I was emotionally constipated for 35 years of my life, and goddamn. I feel
1: yeah. that. Yeah, you feel, <sighs> that? I, I, I feel can, that in your core? I can identify pretty hard with that.
2: <laughs> like once I accepted it, because I had made some gay friends, and for a while it was like, okay, well, that's their life, but this is my life. And, it, it you know, they're just living their life. But once I had this experience with this young man that gave me <clears throat> the look, <laughs> it's like I finally felt butterflies in my stomach when a young man looked at me and it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. What, what, what is this? And fast forward, getting into the biker life where it's all macho and heteronormative shit, that's why I went to Queer Zone Gears because I wanted to be with I wanted to be with queer people and riding motorcycles. Yeah, But um, getting into the other uh, um, motorcycle community, which um, there's a shop here in Portland called Legion Motorcycle Co. When I w- I was already queer when I first got my bike. I was already queer when I first started bringing my bike, but I wasn't completely outspoken about my queerness because I wasn't sure who was coming to this shop, who mm-hmm. was hanging out at this shop. Like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, but once I got comfortable and got to know these people, these people. None of, the, as, none of the owners are queer. None of the official employees are queer. But they're very, they're very uh, honest when they say, we do not stand for bigotry and we do not stand for racism. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, if you want to have a fight with someone, take it around the block. Because mm-hmm. Legion Motoko is like the Sweden. This is a neutral ground. Mm-hmm. There's no beef here. You guys want to have a, a fight? Take it around the block. Take it down the road. Do not bring it here. And like drop dropping the, the homophobic F bombs or saying, you know, misogynistic shit, it, it is not tolerated. And once I understood that, then I felt a, a lot more comfortable. They don't advertise being a queer friendly shop, but it's like, in a way, I'm kind of glad they don't. Yeah. Because they're not advertising it to get, as the kids say, clout in the community. Mm-hmm. It's just, don't be an asshole.
0: Basically, they're not performing. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're not performative. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
0: Yeah.
1: Here's a, a two part question.
2: Yes. Um, when you
1: were like already out to yourself as queer and you were looking at getting into biking again, um mm-hmm. was there any like apprehension knowing like how uh, like homophobic and uh misogynistic the community can be? Or and or did you find yeah. that uh that the community like the bike the I guess say straight biker community lived up to your expectations or fears?
2: Mm. I would say it did not live up to my fears yet. Mm -hmm. I say yet because I've only been in this scene for two years as an adult. So here's the thing about Oregon, right? Oregon is a red state. I mean, and what I mean by red state, I mean conservative. Mm -hmm. Oregon is a conservative state, except for Portland, Oregon, and for Bend. Those are like the quote-unquote liberal cities. But because of population density... Those two areas hold the most political power, but you get out into the country and it's like any other Southern country in any other state in this country. Hmm. So when I'm, when I would go with friends, go riding out of town going into the country and yeah, there's wine country. So you would think it would be like some bougie rich neighborhoods, but you'll still come by some fucking Trump flags, and out there in the country, you do have to kind of look over your shoulder and be aware of where you are. Like on my jacket, I I don't have a motor. I don't belong to any motorcycle club, so I don't have like like an official biker vest, but I have my jacket that I put on there what I feel like expresses my mentality and what I value. And one of the patches I put on my bike is angry, old queer. And I, when I saw that patch, I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes, because I'm 42 this year. I'm, I, I, I'm middle-aged. I'm getting old and I got that patch on my jacket because I wanted to spit in the face of traditional motorcycle mentality of machismo and heteronormative mentality. And it's like, just because I'm on a bike doesn't mean, and I'm queer, doesn't mean I'm weak. It doesn't mean I'm mentally weak. It doesn't mean I'm physically weak. I'm out of shape. God damn. I am out of (laughs) shape, but I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm angry and I'm a queer and I'm not afraid to admit that. And because essentially the reason why I put it on there is because I wanted to get ahead of anyone kind of insulting me Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I wanted to ruin, I want to ruin their joke before they give it Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I admit who I am and I'm not afraid to admit who I am.
1: Yeah. Like you're in front of them on purpose. You're, you're there with a purpose. You're not there by accident.
2: And I don't want, I I don't have any desire to like, I mean, I don't want to yuck anyone's (laughs) yum. by flying pride flags, you know, express yourself how you need to express yourself, how you want to be out, be proud, you know, get, be confident in who you are. But, you know, I come from Oklahoma and we're just not, I don't know. I, we're just not like loud people. We ramble, <laughs> but we're, I mean, we're not, we're not always like, we come from uh kind of a subdued, kind of Quiet people. Like modest. We just talk a lot.
1: <laughs> well, with that said.
2: um, What else I would like to add, like in our previous conversation, and I want to say this in the spirit of encouragement to anyone else who's out there listening. I left Oklahoma because I was suicidal. Because I felt so much... Uh, regret for my failures in life. But I took a chance and I moved out west because I wanted to see something I've never seen. I wanted to be someplace I've never been. And eventually I found some cool people. And eventually I got on a bike and I get get to enjoy that now because I mean, yeah, we're all going to die someday. But while we're still here, we can still do a lot of cool shit. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? Why wait? Go do that cool shit. I mean, go for broke. I mean, <laughs> yeah. fuck your credit rating. Go get that <laughs> loan. Go get that bike. Go, Go see that desert. Go see that mountain. Go. Because once you're dead, you don't get to come back. You don't get a redo. So go on that adventure. Go tell that person you love them and, you know, go on that date, go, go fucking do the thing. And, you know, that's, that's essentially been my anti-suicide mentality now is just go do the thing.
0: So, you know what fucking sucks?
1: What fucking sucks?
0: Now that it's springtime and everyone's relisting their motorcycles on Marketplace and Kijiji Mm -hmm. and all those places. They're trying to sell like really like legit cool bikes and also like completely shit bikes for way <laughs> too much money. Like the asking price is fucked. And then also, the second part, all of their descriptions are lies.
1: Yeah, like not inspected this year, uh, does shouldn't need anything. Yeah.
0: Ran five years ago when I parked it. Yeah. Or like I saw a Yamaha, like one of those I think is this the one that you test. Or you were going to test drive that time and it was like a 1700cc or something? It was a Kawasaki. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. I found like... I, I found...
1: <laughs> Okay, great. Okay, great. not
0: that, not that. I found like a... I swear it was a 1500cc Yamaha, but it was like an older bike. Like it was at least 20 years old and it was really? like bought a bigger bike so i'm selling this and then like the price oh was ju- the price just was not right like i was just yeah. like okay hey, dude like what really is going on with that bike
1: like not right, really, like super cheap
0: like it was cheaper than it should have been oh, i mm. got a bigger bike like how big dude yeah like also yeah so because like reason
1: for selling uh like if it's a i get a bigger bike if that's your reason for selling that's already says a lot about you <laughs> yeah. but if your bike is fucking enormous and the reason for selling is I need a bigger bike. Yeah. And this bike is like super cheap. Like, yeah, that's, that's actually, something fishy there.
0: Actually, you know what fucking sucks? That guy.
1: That guy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. So I've been like notoriously on the, on these things, looking at listings for like dirt bikes, mini bikes, mm-hmm. like little bikes. Right. Yeah. And I even found like one listing had a bunch of like Honda CT 70s and like variations of it. Yeah. And they're all like 70s like like actually early 70s and early 80s yeah and they were listed for like five grand yeah like you're just doing that thing where you're just like this is a very precious special thing and it's like okay but does it run like new because it looks like it's actually dented
1: it's like uh like a decade ago whenever you'd buy something on ebay versus buying that exact same thing on etsy yeah it's like hundreds of dollars in the difference Yeah. yeah yeah it's like that anyway cds they're they're super cool now i know they're super cool honda cbs and shit
0: but the thing is like because i'm talking about the the honda trail a lot in my free time Mm -hmm. and it's got that old retro vibe and it Mm -hmm. is like an off-road kind of scootery bike yeah it looks just like the old ones right i can get that thing brand new for like six grand brand new and it looks vintage it's like i'd rather buy the brand new one than pay the same amount or more for all the the gremlins that you have ingested into it
1: yeah people <laughs>
0: ingested they, they, injected inject,
1: injected <laughs> it's gremlin injected
0: gremlin inject
1: <laughs> people want like the original though so they can like have that sort of fucking cred but yeah, that'd what be cool but, but and it's that's fine but like they they don't want to put in the work to something vintage they want right. the cred of something vintage without putting in the work <laughs> Like I have this, this amp next to us here. Yeah. It's like a 1968, uh, tube amp. Yeah. Um, super retro, super cool. Like it's very authentic. Yeah. It's got a good sound. Yeah. But like, it's a fucking pain in the ass, dude. Like the thing <laughs> breaks all the time. It hums like shit. Like it didn't have a built in ground cause it was the fucking sixties. Like, right. like it's, a, you can buy that same ish amp new for about the same price as this one goes for yeah without the problems
0: right i mean that we're not getting into a fucking sucks about like uh the debate of vintage versus new i just because,
1: hijacked the sucks
0: <laughs> but i think like we i think honestly we both like vintage right yeah. like on in in all those ways but like i don't like a new price tag on a vintage thing yeah i hate that
1: no if it's old it should cost old
0: (laughs) yeah it's not and it's not like still in the box like it's like used and dropped and abused and you know what i bet you it doesn't work like i bet you five bucks it doesn't even work and someone's just trying to make a buck just like that fucking that yamaha dude is trying to make a buck off his like huge bike that he had Mm -hmm. to get a bigger one and like it just sucks
1: yeah and something that old it needs like a couple little things Mm -hmm. but it needs like a couple hundred little things there was all teeny tiny little problems
0: and then there's like one listing that stands out uh about them all one it's a virago so i'm like must read description mm-hmm. and it's like a virago and it's like comes with the original handlebars comes with the original this and that and the other thing and the price tag's like it's an 85 also and they're like the price tag was like 900 bucks mm-hmm. and it comes with all the original shit too and i was like that's suspiciously low. Then I looked at who listed it and we bought multiple Multiple bikes bikes. and parts off this guy. And he's the only guy who's like wheeling and dealing bikes and actually selling bikes that work with all the bells and whistles already on them, all the original parts for like the price tag you should pay for a bike.
1: Yes. Yes anyway yeah it's i'm weird. not
0: gonna i'm not gonna say his name but like if you know you know if you're local you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've been to this yard before <laughs>
0: yeah for sure i've ridden
1: many bikes out this person's this driveway. guy
0: even bought a car off us once <laughs> oh that's right that's, that's i forgot about <laughs> Yeah, that. this guy anyway but that's the only legit like listing on all like facebook marketplace kijiji all these things it was like There's one listing that stands out as like kind of suspicious because the Mm. price tag made sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I'm going to buy an old eighties Virago, which you know is full of gremlins, Mm -hmm. um, I want to pay 900 bucks and I want all the extra parts. Yeah.
1: Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the breakdown. Okay. (laughs) What? If you are buying a motorcycle right now from the 1980s or 1970s and it's a Japanese made bike. Yep. You're paying between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred dollars, tops.
0: That's what I yeah. That's that, that's, that's that's what, what I want to pay.
1: That's what it's worth. Yeah. yeah if you're yeah, paying yeah. any more than that, you're a fucking idiot. Yep. Yeah. Um. If you're buying something from the nineties, it's probably going to be like two thousand twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yep. Anything like two thousands and up, probably still twenty five hundred unless it's a Sportster.
0: Yeah. Which um, I still only think should be five
1: five thousand dollars <laughs> for a sportster any more than that and you're a loser yeah like it's not worth it yeah it's a piece of shit
0: well can't you buy a brand new sportster for like 10
1: basically 11
0: or something like that yeah. like brand new without all the extra things Yep. i'm not gonna buy a 20 year old like goofed out sporty for five yeah. grand like no yeah. no but
1: that's the thing like a sportster like whether it's all fucking douched out or it's stock whether it's from the fucking 1970s or it's 2007 yeah it's five thousand dollars yeah yeah like that's that's the price of a sportster
0: anyway people are selling 80s bikes right now for like four grand and i'm like yeah. that's a fucking 500 kawasaki piece of shit dork bike yeah like no one's paying five grand for that
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's uh remember like i know this is like extending the sucks or whatever but um <laughs> you know like in the 90s whenever you think about like uh like 1960s music and stuff yeah you know like it has like this really awesome authentic feel um, and then the eighties from a nineties perspective, the eighties was like so fucking shit. Yeah. Um, and now people are trying to make the eighties like as cool as the sixties were. Right. But it's like, dude, no, <laughs> like, no,
0: <laughs> we need more time. For yeah. The we 80s need, need a
1: whole lot more time for that. Now. The eighties were just that they yeah. were the fucking eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they were not the sixties. <laughs> so if your bike is from the sixties, seventies, yeah, that's cool, dude. But just because it's a little bit older now, your 80s bike is still a fucking 80s bike, man. (laughs) Like that that ship has sailed.
2: really nervous i was
1: we should have mentioned really we're, we're pretty
2: informal then,
0: so. <laughs> then you found out that we were just plain
2: <laughs> no it, no i knew that but it's <laughs> like, <laughs> i just saw a price tag i could afford and i saw a motorcycle I'm yeah. like, all right i'm gonna get my motorcycle uh what i can't remember the name i had a couple of too many shots this morning um <laughs> what is the name of those dreams where you have control of your dreams lucid um, yeah, those things, and you know, you're breaking up, oh, uh, breaking shit. up, shit. breaking up. Okay, you're break- still breaking. I, I caught the first half of the I brought, a, uh, I heard the first question ding, 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 ding. You could, you could start a thing, <laughs> why not? It's merch, it's merch, baby, it's marketing. <laughs> no, actually, I you mentioned cat, and I, I was about to mention how I had a joke, uh, radiant about like, um, I was going to talk about my cat. I'm not very comfortable talking to strangers or opening up and shit. So that's why, yeah, I I took a couple of shots before I, uh, (laughs) I got on this call. What is it called? Whenever you're just like angry all the time. And I love this cat so much.
0: Your mic's turned off. God damn it. God, God damn, it. damn
2: it. God damn it. You know what fucking
1: sucks? When you have your mic turned off.
2: Yeah, the goths. The goths are everywhere. Yeah. They used to have a Kid Rock song as their intro. I'm like, oh, wow. I can, I know I could skip past this. <laughs> this speaks to the mentality of this podcast. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not into it no <laughs> no <laughs> and i had seen all these stories about how you know garage finds, or you can buy a cheap motorcycle replace the battery and you can ride away with it yeah like and i got this kawasaki <laughs> and for 600 bucks and i brought it to the shop and they said no man no i ain't <laughs> got it no it ain't gonna work i'm like what are you what, what honestly i love this little cat if there was a goth state it would either be Washington or New York.
0: No! I mean, how many
2: episodes have you guys done?
0: You just introduced it.
2: Right, but how many episodes... I, I'm not looking at your, your, your Spotify history. I don't know how many episodes you guys have done. 70. Let's this, look at how,
0: this is episode 70.
2: Okay, there's only 12 months in a year, though. Drinking whiskey <laughs> on a Sunday morning, talking to some cool people from Canada. <laughs> that, that's not... I wouldn't have been doing this 10 years ago in Oklahoma. Yeah, yes?
0: yeah, but you know what fucking sucks? Skidoos.
2: <laughs> Skidoodle on out of here.
1: Skidoos and sea doos and like land doos? Skidoo, you better don't. Like, what would it be? A road do? What would they call a road it? Road do. <laughs> There's sea do, <laughs> snow do. Like what? I think
0: it's called a tire do. Tire do. <laughs> like Bruce, uh, this is like Bruce's show and tell show.
2: I, I feel like it is. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm <laughs> unprepared though. And you just you
0: just put six grand in.
2: I did. <laughs> <laughs> Like the running joke of my life right now is I could be debt free if it wasn't for motorcycles. (laughs)